It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How do the commanders stack up compared to the last two Super Bowl champions? Ron Rivera seems to think they have a lot in common more legal action, this time inspired by Dan Snyder, and it's only going to make the other NFL owners more angry. And why Brandon Scherf should and should not come back to Washington. All of that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am David Harrison, covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and my co-host, Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime, along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making us your first listen every day. Ron Rivera boldly compared his commanders to two Super Bowl champions, and the fact that he's correct means this team should do whatever it takes to land a top quarterback for the 2022 NFL season. Speaking to The Athletic, Rivera said, quote, for the most part, The Buccaneers and Rams were in place and went and got their quarterback. I believe we have the makings of a good football team. We have to be able to have the pieces in place to say that, and I believe we do, end quote. And like I just mentioned, I agree with Ron Rivera. In fact, I've been on the Team 980 several times on the Reese Waters show talking to Reese about the very fact that the Buccaneers, uh, going back to 2017-2018 timeframe, reminded me a lot of this Washington team, or rather this Washington team reminded me of that 2017-2018 Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. We're talking about a lot of young talent, a lot of defensive talent, some offensive talent. you got one of the top rising wide receivers in the National Football League. Now, uh, at the time, I think Mike Evans was already probably, you know, considered one of the best, one of the top five, you know, five or ten wide receivers in the NFL. Terry McLaurin getting into uh, that category for, for himself. You had a lot of potential on both sides of the ball. And and honestly, watching the team play, even watching this last season, what you ended up with is you had essentially an inability to get in sync with each other. You talk about complementary football. uh, And too many times, you guys know this as well as I do, when Washington's offense was moving the ball and maybe putting some points on the board and getting some things going, 
the defense was leaking like a sieve. When the defense was holding people, the offense couldn't stay on the field for longer than one or two first downs, if that, and then turnovers, 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 mistakes from the quarterback position and fumbles from the running back really just kind of killed that team. I'm talking about the Buccaneers. You can also transfer that and talk about Washington football team uh, in 2021. So for the Washington Commanders, a lot of things do fall in line. You've got a good, confident head coach. Now you need to go out and get that quarterback. Uh, And that's something that Ron Rivera talked about with all these options. He said, quote, we'd like to believe we would be a viable option for a lot of quarterbacks. We understand what the capital will take to bring a type of player like that here. We believe we have a lot to offer, end quote. And of course, when you talk about bring a type of player like that, who are we talking about? We're talking about Russell Wilson. We're talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't, I think Aaron Rodgers really isn't coming or isn't, isn't leaving green Bay. And honestly, I don't know if you guys have, have paid attention to Aaron and kind of the way he interacts with people and all that. I don't really, uh, not, not, not my cup of tea is, is just the way that I'll put it. But uh, you know, Russell Wilson is out there uh, potentially for, for trade again, the Seahawks have said all the right things. Russell said all the right things, but that's, uh, to the cameras, to the microphones, behind the scenes. You have to believe there are conversations happening. Um, Deshaun Watson, I suppose, is still, again, it's it's all that's all pending his litigation, his civil case. Uh, he's still not technically out of the water as far as or out of the woods. Uh, as far as criminal charges are concerned, he could still receive criminal charges from everything going on there. But, you know, if 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 the if the whole thing gets settled or comes to an end and the NFL is able to kind of review everything and, and hand down their decision on how many games uh, Deshaun Watson will miss in the 2022 NFL season. And then that goes a long way in helping teams uh, make their decision. Derek Carr is another quarterback that I, you know, I'm a fan of. And, and uh, there has been talks that maybe if his contract negotiations break down with the Raiders, the Raiders have uh, reportedly put a cap on how much they're willing to pay Derek Carr. In fact, there was a, a Raiders fan that submitted a question to uh, your boy Q host of the locked on Raiders podcast. And he said, what about this? Number 11 for Derek Carr, straight up. You know, who says no type of thing. So Q sent it over to me. Uh, I recorded a response and I told him, I said, listen, my first answer would be, how about Deron Payne in a third? When you take Deron Payne in a third and we take Derek Carr, if they absolutely say no to that, because most likely with that 11th overall pick, they're probably looking to get a quarterback to kind of groom for the future. Uh, then, then you, pr- then I wouldn't leave the phone call without having Derek Carr on my roster. So you know, even that number 11, you know, that's kind of a high price to pay. But again, you're going to get more out of Derek Carr in the next five years than you're going to get out of a Kenny Pickett or a Malik Willis or anybody else. I mean, Malik has the high, like eight to 10 years. You'll get more out of Malik than you would out of Derek Carr. But we're talking the next three to five. You go with Derek Carr in that situation. And honestly, there, there's a lot here. And I think Derek Carr could do really well with an offense that has the weapons that Washington does right now. And you use the rest of your draft capital to go get another wide receiver. Uh, from a stacked wide receiver group, you already have Logan Thomas coming back. Maybe you'll get another tight end. There's, it's a very deep tight end class as well. You pair them up with John Bates. I mean, a lot of opportunities here, and you can go defense as well. And as far as trading to go get your guy, Ron Rivera talked about that too. He said, quote, if you feel like you need to go get those pieces and you can get those pieces using draft capital or whatever capital you capital you have in terms of player trades and all that good stuff, why not do it? End quote. And that is an interesting because he mentions player trades in there as well, guys. So players not off the board here. And when you look at players uh, that can can be traded and not really put the team in, in, in a problematic situation, I mean, Deron Payne uh, is one of those guys. I know you know Chase Young is coming up more than than some Washington fans are comfortable with. Uh, but listen, you go in and, and if if Vegas will take Deron Payne in the third, 
for Derek Carr, I think that's a really good trade to make if you're Washington. It's probably why Vegas wouldn't go for it. But then you look at Russell Wilson. You know, if you send your next three ones, you send uh, a two and, and Deron Payne, and you get Russell Wilson, that's a good trade as well. Rivera did say that the commanders are likely going to have a veteran on the roster, another veteran on the roster, and probably a rookie on the roster. Typically, teams take four quarterbacks. So I don't know if he's talking in addition to Heineke. So you're talking two other veterans. Uh, to compete with Heineke and then a rookie to kind of develop in the background. But some interesting words from head coach Ron Rivera about the Washington Commanders quarterback situation. It sure sounds like the Commanders are going to go hard for a veteran quarterback to trade for. And if they get the right one, they're going to become favorites again to compete for the NFC East division title in 2022. If you think that might happen, NFL Futures for you at Bet Online might be a place to go and to put some money on because those odds are only going to get worse if the team gets better. But if you want live action, basketball is in full steam, both pro and college hoops ongoing. And for all your latest odds, totals, player prop, perform, performance props, and where the next coach is going to land, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to your Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Going on at Bet Online, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thanks again, Washington Commanders fans, for making us your first listen of the day. David Harrison coming solo on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host, Chris Russell, off for this episode. But you can find him at WrestleMania621. Find the show at LO Commanders. Chris dropped a solo episode yesterday. He and I will be back together tomorrow to wrap up the week. And guys, Dan Snyder's actions or failures to act uh, at a minimum are bringing about more than just investigations in the team. And the ramifications recently introduced federal legislature in, and what that might bring about just one more reason for NFL owners to stop protecting perhaps the least morally correct rich guy in the league. And that's really saying something. So the latest here, representatives Jackie Spire of California, Spear of California, I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly, Don Bayer or Bayer of Virginia and Earl Blumenauer of Oregon. By the way, Spire is part of the House Oversight Committee. So that's something that's important. That's the committee that has been dealing with the NFL and uh, the Washington Commanders and all their back and forth and finger pointing on reports and non-reports and who can release what and who can say what that's led to this new investigation uh, that we talked about earlier in the week that will be uh, going on. And apparently the report will be made public in that situation. Uh, Spire saying, quotes, the NFL has proven once again that it can't play by the rules. As such, taxpayers subsidize municipal bonds should no longer be a reward for the Washington commanders and other teams that continue to operate workplaces that are dens of sexual harassment and sexual abuse. This is coming from Spire. It doesn't make economic sense, and it's particularly galling given the league's longstanding failure to address issues of sexual harassment and sexual assault, as well as ongoing racial and gender discrimination and domestic violence. End quote. Basically, guys, this bill that has been proposed by, again, Spire, uh, Bayer, and Blumenauer 
would would eliminate rather tax exempt status of municipal bonds used to finance professional stadiums. So you guys pay for the stadiums or at least part of the stadiums. The rich guys don't have to pay as much and they get tax breaks on top of it. The NFL declined to comment about the move, at least as of right now, according to the press release, the federal government lost $4.3 billion in revenue because of the use of these bonds to build pro sports stadiums and arenas. Think about that. That's $4.3 billion. That billion dollar industries and owners are not having to pay in taxes because they're using tax funded uh, municipal bonds or tax exempt rather, sorry, municipal bonds. I mean, it, it's, it's incredibly crazy since 2000, according to this report, 43 stadiums, pro sports stadiums. This isn't just NFL, obviously, but since 2000, 43 professional stadiums have been built that were funded at least in part by a tax exempt municipal bond. Again, spy or buyer rather this time, the representative from Virginia saying quotes, Super rich sports team owners like Dan Snyder do not feed or need federal support to build their stadiums and taxpayers should not be forced to fund them. Billionaire owners who need cash can borrow from the market like any other business, end quote. And I love that quote because exact. I mean, if, if, it's a, if it's a federal bond, if you're getting federal money, period, it's money that's coming from taxpayers. So it's money that's coming from you. It's coming from me. It's coming from Chris. It's coming from your friends. It's coming from your season ticket holders. It's coming from the, the people that can only afford nosebleeds once a year. Like you're paying for the stadiums, if, you know, when the, when the, when this tax money is used uh, to pay for these stadiums, that's essentially your money that is going to these owners and these billionaires. And then we went through this conversation last year, right guys? I mean, the, the Washington football team and, and Ron Rivera is not necessarily a part of that whole hierarchy and everything, but he came out and said, we want you guys in the stands. We need you in the stands. We need your support. And then tickets were, and great. Most of those tickets were aftermarket and, and jacked up basically scalpers online and, you know, and all that stuff. But tickets are ridiculously priced. I mean, if you, if you want fans in the stadium, you know, you're a sport that's, that attracts mostly blue collar, middle-class, you know, lower middle-class, upper middle-class, whatever middle-class audience, put the prices there. You know what I mean? Uh, especially when you consider that, I mean, you're, you're paying for admission into a stadium that you already helped fund a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times. So I love the move. Um, and honestly, again, it's just Dan Snyder is named uh, specifically in the whole thing. And so he is about to become even more of a pro sports ownership pariah than he already is. I mean, if, if NFL owners were already weren't already mad at him, they're going to be now because this is money out of their pocket, guys. Like if any money that they can't get taxpayers to pay for. For stadiums, they can't get government, local government, state, you know, federal government, whatever funding for. That's now money that they've got to either raise or they've got to pay up in their in their own way. And, and they've got their tricks and they've got all they're they're smarter on that stuff than I'll ever be. So there's other ways for them to get financing, but just making it one step harder and, and not for nothing. But this bleeds outside the NFL. This goes to all pro sports. You're talking NBA, NHL. You're talking Major League Baseball. Uh, I mean, pretty, you know, this basically puts Dan Snyder in the crosshairs of every pro sports owner out there because again, he is the reason stated in these statements that the, uh, the house oversight committee member, Jackie Spire, and again, Don Byer of Virginia and Earl Blumenauer of Oregon have put this thing forward. And I don't, I don't know of a lot of reasons why it would not be accepted and, and brought into fact. So that is that story right now. Of course, we'll continue to monitor that as well as everything else. And now let's turn back to, the field a little bit. Gil Brandt, Hall of Fame general manager, said recently that the Washington Commanders need to keep Brandon Scherf. Scherf missed significant time 
for the fourth straight season, losing several games to a knee injury in 2021. Having been franchise tag two seasons in a row, he'll also surely be aiming to secure a hefty paycheck. But the commanders are projected to have cap space, and he was still their eighth best offensive player last season, according to his PFF grade. It would make life easier on whomever ends up playing quarterback. That quote-unquote written by Gil Brandt for NFL.com on why Brandon Scherf should stay with the Washington Commanders. Now, on the flip side of the thing, ESPN's John Kime wrote for ESPN, obviously, quote, there's no doubt Washington would like him back. He remains a top player at his position. He has made one all-pro team, and he's a five-time pro bowler. But he also has played on the franchise tag the past two seasons, and there has been little legitimate movement towards a long-term deal, whether that's because of a desire to leave or because the tag made it a deal difficult. Washington did make an offer that would have made Scherf the highest-paid guard, but playing on the tag was a smarter business decision. The hard part for Washington now would be, what sort of contract do you offer? Scherf has not played a full season since 2016 and has missed a combined 22 games the past four years, as good as he is. And despite a desire to keep him around, this relationship appears to have run its course. End quote. So you've got John Conn for ESPN saying why Brandon Scherf should probably move on. You've got Gil Brandt for NFL.com saying why Brandon Scherf should stick around in Washington. And that's pretty much the story of Brandon Scherf and his contract situation with the Washington Commanders. Talented player, right? Chris has said that he may be a little bit overrated. I tend to kind of agree. I don't know. I necessarily put him in that list of like the best interior offensive lineman in the NFL. I think he's very good. Um, I would say is obviously above average, better than a lot in his position, but not the best per se. Um, Probably should have taken that deal. I mean, for, you know, in the moment, John Kime is absolutely correct. Like on a one year situation, you take the franchise tag, you get paid more money. It's all guaranteed, even against injury and all that stuff. And you basically bet on yourself. And if you have an all pro season and you play all 16 games, and all that stuff, you get to come back to Washington and either say, pay me, or you have a huge market uh, to go out there and get paid. Now, don't get me wrong, you're an offensive lineman, so you've got a pretty solid market one way or the other, whether it's in Washington or not in Washington. But again, those 22 games in the last four years, that's 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 really big uh, for NFL teams when you're looking at the health of their teams. You look at uh, kind of the run in the playoffs. Being healthy is incredibly important, even in the big game, right? The Los Angeles Rams, they lose Odell Beckham Jr., and it starts to look like they're going to lose that game. And the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow gets hurt. Uh, and even though he came back in the game and stayed in, definitely was not his normal self. Uh, and the Bengals end up losing. I mean, health is is paramount. That is that is the biggest part of success in the National Football League is who can stay the healthiest through all 17 games now, not 16 games. So that's going to be big. And I mean, I don't blame Scherf on betting on himself, but he bet on himself. And look, you came up a little short. He wasn't, you know, the, the best season he's ever. He wasn't a career season by any means. Also injured again. So there's going to be, if you bet on yourself, you, you're looking for the big payday. You also have to understand when you bet on yourself and I don't want to say bust, but kind of bust, right? You didn't hit a jackpot and you kind of have to come into it understanding that you're not going to get everything that you wanted. So will Brandon Scherf leave? Will he stay? Some of it's going to have to do with money. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. We're also going to talk about an option perhaps or two that Washington Commanders will look at to replace him if he does decide to leave. And we're going to do that next here on the Locked On Washington Commanders podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast, David Harrison solo for this episode at dharrison 82 on Twitter, my co-host Chris Russell, not here for the show today, but you can find him on Twitter at Russellmania621. Find the show at LO Commanders. We're talking about Brandon Scherf, and we're talking about whether or not he should or should not come back to the Washington Commanders. Now, from a talent standpoint, I mean, you could do a lot worse, obviously, than Brandon Scherf, right? But it's it's not so much just a talent thing. It's a talent, and you're talking about combining that talent evaluation with the evaluation of pay. So first and foremost, if the Washington Commanders were to franchise tag Brandon Scherf again, a player tagged for a third straight season will have to get paid 144% of his previous year's salary. That means Brandon Scherf would get $26 million. Almost $26 million. Not exactly $26 million, but almost $26 million if they would tag him. Uh, that's not going to happen. So franchise tag, not an option. Don't expect that to come down the pike anytime soon. So let's talk about a new contract. And if you do re-sign Brandon Scherfer, you offer him uh, the opportunity to come back to the Washington Commanders again. Washington already offered him a contract that was going to make him the highest paid player in his position. Now, that's a very general thing to say because how much of that was guaranteed, how much of that was incentives, what were the incentives, you know, like was it, I mean, this is ridiculous, but like was 30% of it, you know, contingent on him playing every game in the season type of thing. And I'm sure that's not what it was, but those are just some examples of things that simply saying would have made you the highest paid player in your position uh, is easy to say, but not easy to prove. And we don't know the terms of that offer. Now, in the 2021 NFL season, Scherf did make the most money on a per year average. $18.036 million was the franchise tag that he played under. The next uh, interior offensive lineman or guard, rather, uh, behind him is Joe Tooney, who makes $16 million per year, as does Joel Batonio for the Cleveland Browns, earning $16 million per year on average. Now you look at spot track and Brandon Scherf's contract valuation market value. According to those guys clocks in at just under $13 million per year. That brings you to 12.9 million per year. So if you re resign Brandon Scherf to say a three year, four year, five year deal, whatever it is uh, at 13, $12.9 million, you're talking about making him. Oh, about the sixth highest played paid guard in the national football league. Next highest guy would be Andrew Norwell, the Jacksonville Jaguars who nets 13.3 annually. Zach Martin, who is probably your top rated guard, right? In the National Football League, earns $14 million a year. Um, there are some guys that get paid. Again, Tooney gets paid more per year. Batonio uh, gets paid more per year. So 12.9, I mean, that's that's a decent number, right? And I think that if you're Brandon Scherf, you have to understand that, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a $5 million pay cut from last year. And look, when you talk about making financial sense, it did. You know, Kyle mentioned it made more financial sense for Scherf to play on the franchise tag last year from a per year salary perspective. I get it. I do. But you bet on yourself. And again, you didn't win maybe as much as uh, you wanted to win. So if the offer comes in 12.9, 13 and a half, maybe 14 million at the top, that may be the best that Scherf's going to get. And with his injury history, I can't imagine any NFL team, not just Washington, but any NFL team taking a chance on signing him to a long-term deal, a multi-year deal, without having some play performance um, incentives attached to that number because he's just, he's missed too much time. So if Scherf leaves, let's say, let's say he walks 
and, and the Washington Commanders going to the NFL draft looking for a replacement. Who are some of the guys they can look at? Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. He's he's by and large the top interior offensive lineman on pretty much everybody's board. He's listed as a center. Every center can basically play guard, and you have the versatility there. So if if an injury happens, you can always move him inside, or maybe they put him at center and they move Chase Roulier. Uh, out to out to guard whatever whatever they decide to do, but Linderbaum's kind of that that top guy. And if he reaches eleven, and they don't you know trade the eleventh overall pick for a quarterback, and they go out there and maybe they get I don't know maybe they get a Derek Carr for a third and Deron Payne, right? Maybe you spend that first round pick on interior lineman. If if it's not uh, Linderbaum, Zion Johnson's a guy he impressed at the Senior Bowl. He pretty much did what everybody expected him to do there. Uh, Boston College interior offensive lineman. Certainly, I think he played left guard most more than anything, but you could certainly uh, probably train him, cross train him to move over to the right side and need be. It is not, you know, it's not as simple as simply saying we'll just play on the right side, but it is something that the talented guys can do. And I think Zion Johnson, one of the more talented guys in this draft, would probably be able to do. After him on a lot of big boards, you got Kenyon Green, Texas A&M interior offensive lineman. And then you go to day two. You got Marquise Hayes out of Oklahoma. Dylan Parham out of Memphis is one of my favorite guys from the Senior Bowl. I thought he made a lot of money. And not for nothing, he hasn't been doing this a whole heck of a long time. He's got room to grow still and to get coached. And he also played center at the Senior Bowl. So he was he was putting snaps in quarterbacks' hands, and he was blocking uh, as a right or a left guard. So, I mean, I like Dylan Parham. He's probably a day three guy that you can probably get there. And honestly, Dylan... Maybe not right off the bat, man, but like season year two, I think you got a starting guard in your mix if you're if you're looking at a guy like Dylan Parham. So for the Washington Commanders, some options there, a very deep trench class on both sides of the ball. But then kind of stick with that same ESPN article that talked about players that need a change of of pace. Well, Todd Archer, who covers the Cowboys for for ESPN, said that guard Connor Williams needs a change of pace. Quote. He started 51 of the 57 games he played for the Cowboys from 2018 to 2021. As a second-round pick, he was supposed to be another stalwart offensive line pick with Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins. It's not that he played poorly. He just didn't play great all the time. His strength improved over time, and he was able to move well, but he was still subject to being overpowered and getting caught out of position. In 2021, he was penalized 15 times with 12 penalties accepted, which led to him losing his job for a spell. He's set to be a free agent in March, and the Cowboys aren't in position to say goodbye to a starting lineman, but for all involved, it would be better for Williams to find a new home so he's not constantly reminded of his penalties and falling short of becoming a Pro Bowl type playing alongside Smith and Martin for most of his four seasons. So Connor Williams is a very intriguing option here, and he comes in according to SpotTrack, the market value of about $13.2 million. I'm going to tell you why. A lot of that is tied to potential. A lot of that is tied to his youth. He's still 24 years old. He'll be 25 here pretty soon. So he'll be 25 before the year starts. But this is a guy, I mean, you look at the synopsis. It's not that he didn't play well. It's that he didn't play great all the time. Like it's it's talking about a spoil of riches on the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, right? That that makes him kind of the odd man out. Started at 51 of 57 games in his four years. So while Brandon Scherf is missing 22 games over four seasons, Williams is starting all but six of the games that he plays in. Now the penalties are obviously concerning, but penalties typically have to do with a lack of confidence or a lack of discipline, a new team, a new coaching staff kind of reinvigorate that career. Look, I, you know, if, if Brandon wants $18 million, you know, something like that, if he's not willing to come back for 12, 13 with some incentives tied to it, you go get Connor Williams for $13 million. You still put some incentives on there. Not as many probably because he is so young. 
but you go get him and you draft Dylan Parham in the, in the late third or early fourth round. I think you've done a pretty good service for your offensive line. And if you don't have that third round pick because you got Russell Wilson in era uh, Derek Carr, instead you've got Connor Williams now to play on that line in front of him. And you go spend that fourth round pick on Dylan Parham. And uh, I mean, and you go win yourself a Super Bowl, right? That's, that's as easy. It's as easy as that guy. Somebody, somebody at Jason Wright on this episode, let him know it's easy as that. What's not so easy is talking about Chase Young potentially being traded for a top-tier quarterback. Chris and I are going to talk about that tomorrow. If you want to get in on that conversation, call in to 301-615-3577. Let us know what you think about it. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Chris and I will be back tomorrow. If you've got questions or topics you want to discuss, send them in to Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com or call in again. Be part of the show by dialing in 301-615-3577. For Chris Russell, the rooster, Bart, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.